And back here on the Farm Hour interview time on a Tuesday morning with our good friend from the OSU Extension office here in Wayne County, a familiar voice on the Farm Hour. That, of course, is Rory Lewandowski. Rory, as always, good morning. Happy to have you back in here today. Morning, Ron. Glad to be here. Well, we're going to be talking today about bunker silo safety. Uh, something that uh, maybe you forget about until you hear a tragic story in the news, which right. unfortunately happens uh, from time to time. Talk about the specific concerns, though, Rory, when we mention bunker silo safety. What are the safety risks associated when you're talking about working in or around a bunker right. silo? Uh, well, there are two primary risks that are associated with uh, bunker silos, and I'll mention um, <clears throat> silage piles uh, with that. The first is a person working on top of the pile or the bunker. Uh, maybe they're moving back the plastic, but <clears throat> they fall off that pile. And so falls uh, from the top of the pile. Second, a person or persons on the ground near the silo or the pile being buried by a silage avalanche. And unfortunately, within our dairy community here in Wayne County, uh, I've heard stories about both about falls from the top of a bunker and about silage avalanches. And uh, we do have some other concerns also related to safety that would go back to complacency and the weather. Okay, let's start right there. Uh, a little more about complacency and weather, Rory, as they relate to safety around a bunker silo. I'm guessing, obviously, with any job, complacency has to do with awareness of your surroundings. Uh, but how does weather create a safety concern, specifically when you're talking about bunker silos? Sure. Well, Ron, you, you know, you're definitely right uh, concerning uh, complacency and awareness. So obviously bunker silos are common on many of our dairy farm and uh, though the risk of a silage avalanche or a fall from the top of that that silage pile or the bunker is always present, you know, thankfully uh, they're not frequent occurrences. Uh, however, uh, because they're not, not frequent, uh, sometimes over time uh, that risk is no longer in the forefront of our thoughts, it kind of, you know, out of sight, out of mind. Uh, so we start working around the bunker, and it's our human nature just to kind of not be thinking about uh, the potential danger here. We become distracted. Our mind can get occupied with other thoughts, and, you know, we lose some awareness of our surroundings and the potential for an accident. Now, regarding weather, it kind of feeds into that as well. Uh, as we get into cold weather, so very applicable for this time of the year, uh, and especially if we combine that with some wind chill or maybe we get sleet or snow, uh, and it's uh, windy, uh, we just tend to be, in general, in those conditions, we're, we're kind of less alert. We just try to get the job done. You know, we kind of hunker down. We try to get the job done, and we want to get to someplace warmer um, more quickly. So typically, we may not look around quite as much. We, you know, we're going to try to seek protection from the wind. And, of course, if we have sleet or snow conditions, uh, things become more slippery, and that's certainly a concern for anyone who might have to work on top of a bunker pile uh, or that, uh, you know, and it's covered with plastic and now they're peeling it back. Uh, that's those slippery conditions obviously increase the risk of a fall. And if we have snow, that actually uh, might even mask where the true edge of that pile is. I'm going to go back to a term you've used several times so far, Rory, silage avalanche. Can you describe what happens and about the extent of the danger there, can these silage avalanches be predicted, or is this something that is completely 100% out of the blue? Yeah, good good questions there. So, um, first of all, to define that, a silage avalanche, it's uh, you know exactly what the name implies. Uh, we have a portion of that silage face; it breaks away from the from the pile and from the bunker, and it falls. 
in relationship to uh, that question, you know, can we be predicted? Unfortunately, there's really no way to predict when and where along the face an avalanche can occur. Uh, some bunker faces indicate a greater possibility uh, or maybe a, a greater potential for an avalanche compared to others, uh, but there are certainly plenty of uh, silage avalanches that have been documented from a bunker, from a pile that appear to be you know, stable and, and solid. The danger uh, of these avalanches is being caught below the crushing force of an avalanche. So uh, we're dealing with physics here. So it's not just the, the weight. We also have, beside the weight, it's the force of the impact, and that's multiplied as the height of the fall increases. Rory, talk numbers a little bit. Give an example of the weight and also the force uh, of a silage avalanche. What are some of the other safety issues when you're talking about a silage avalanche as well, what do people need to, I guess, make sure that they don't forget about? Sure. So uh, just to put this in a little bit, I guess, uh, terms, again, put some numbers to it, as you said. Uh, most bunker silos and uh, silage piles are, are typically packed to a density somewhere between 40 to 48 pounds per cubic foot uh, on that as-fed basis as it's there in the, in the bunker or on the pile. So a silage avalanche involving two cubic yards of silage that's packed at a density of 44 pounds per cubic foot, is going to weigh 2,376 pounds, over a ton. And uh, this really wouldn't be an extreme example. Uh, it's not hard to find stories out there of silage avalanches involving 10 or more tons of silage at a time, uh, caving off and, and falling. But again, regardless whether it's you know, 1 ton or 10 tons, uh, think about any weight falling from a 20-foot tall silage face uh, versus maybe even a 10-foot silage face, and you're going to have a significant increase in force. So that, that height really multiplies it. Now, getting caught in an avalanche, uh, you know, if, you, if you're fortunate, uh, you're going to result maybe even just some bruises, uh, possibly broken bones, you know, contusions, um, and that's if you survive. But the real tragedy, of course, is getting buried underneath that avalanche and then dying by suffocation. Talking with us about bunker silo safety this morning here on the Farm Hour, our good friend Rory Levandusky from the OSU Extension Office. Rory, are there any factors out there that can be pinpointed that increase the risk? Do all bunker silos have the same degree of risk? Are there some that are you know, riskier than others? Right, Ron, that's a great question. So all bunker silos and, and silage piles uh, are not the same. Uh, there are several factors that should be considered when you assess the safety risk for bunker silos and, and silage piles. Those factors are uh, the height of that bunker silo or that silage pile. Uh, how is that face being managed? And then the labor task that you're asking somebody to do on or around that silage pile or bunker. So typically, the equipment that's uh, used to remove silage and manage that silage face, it should be matched to the bunker silo or that silage pile height. So most, if you think about it, uh, most of our front-end loader or other silage removal equipment, uh, they typically can reach uh, 12 to 14 feet above that silo or pile floor pretty, pretty easily. Uh, we start getting into problem areas uh, with face management when we have piles that are taller than the equipment that can reach. Uh, and that typically then means that uh, now we can't shave that face off evenly. So what happens? Uh, we start getting uneven faces. Uh, we get overhangs uh, that are created above the height of the, that equipment can reach. And both an uneven silage face as well as a silage overhang 
creates a much higher risk for avalanches. Now, as mentioned previously, as that silage face or pile height increases, then the potential force and impact of any avalanche is also going to increase. So again, higher, taller piles, taller bunker silos uh, have an increased risk. When a silage avalanche happens, here's the other thing to recognize. That silage falls not just straight down, it falls both down and out. And so upon impact, it's going to spread out and it'll run away from the silage face. So for that reason, uh, the general safety rule is never stand closer to that silage face than three times its height. Okay, Rory, there were a couple other things I wanted to, to bring up and ask you today, but we're running short on time. But I do want to ask this. You've mentioned some safety measures to decrease risk. Are there others that you'd like to mention before we wrap things up? Sure. Um, I think, uh, again, make sure if you have anyone taking a sample, again, uh, take that sample with a a loader or removal equipment, uh, mix it away from the silage face, and pull your sample there. Uh, If you have high bunker silos, install guardrails at the top of the bunker and then implement a system of safety harness that can be clipped to that guardrail uh, to provide some additional protection for any workers that need to be on top of that silo, peeling back the plastic from bunkers and piles. Always, uh, this, this can really save lives, always follow the buddy rule and never allow people to work alone in or near a pile. Uh, again, this can save lives. We have lots of stories of people who survived an avalanche because someone saw the avalanche occur. They knew approximately where that person was located. They mobilized response and they got that person dug out quickly. So minutes matter here. Uh, again, post-warning signs like dangerous silage face might collapse around the perimeter of your bunker piles and silos. Rory, as we close today, any final words about safety around bunker silos and silage piles that uh, obviously are important to get out there and, and to keep in, some, in the back of somebody's sure. mind? Again, remember, all labor on the farm, and that includes family members uh, as well as non-family, should be trained on silage feedout safety and made aware of the danger of silage avalanches. Uh, I do have some safety DVDs from the Keith Bolson Silage Safety Foundation. I'd be glad to provide that uh, uh, if anyone wants to do farm trainings and use that materials, I'd be glad to provide that. I also have I, uh, manuals that I can provide on this. Uh, so contact me at the Wayne County Extension Office at 330-264-8722. Again, our guest in studio with us this morning on the Farm Hour, Rory Levandusky from the OSU Extension Office here in Wayne County. Rory, uh, I say it every time, but uh, as always, appreciate the time. Thanks for coming in. Thank you, Ron. Appreciate the opportunity.